Bank Reconciliation Part 2. This is the how to do it segment. The first thing that needs to be done is to create a bank reconciliation report from the medical billing system. Whatever that system might be, whether it's a radiology information system, laboratory information system, hospital information system, practice management system, or even a reporting layer uh, that's connected or interfaced to a billing system. This report is very similar to collections detail reports, but it has to include check number or EFT number. So ideally you would have a lot of different fields included in this patient name, transaction amount, and other fields. But again, the critical component is the dollar payment, the insurer, and the check number EFT number. With this report, then you want to roll up all the payments and group them by check or EFT number. Now, many systems actually have the capacity to do this, <clears throat> whether it's a billing system or otherwise, and you can group them then all those individual components, the individual transactions that sum up to that one payment. Some systems even have the ability to include both the check amount as well as the individual transaction amount so that you can make sure all the individual components add up to that payment batch. So that's the first report. The second report that you're gonna use in the reconciliation process is a bank deposits report. And again, it could be in any format, whether it's Excel coming out of the bank or in a PDF. Ideally, it would be Excel. Um, if it's PDF, then you kind of have to extract that information out of that one way or another. Those transactions typically include a check number, an EFT number, and a dollar amount, and a date. And ideally, you want to have dates in multiple reports here so that you can check timing of these things, although that's sort of a higher level thing that we can get into in another podcast. In order to reconcile, you want to compare and essentially look up each number in the bank and reconciliation report, that is the check number or the EFT number, and find that in the deposits report. Again, since I mentioned earlier that coming from the bank, you might have a PDF or you might have a fax copy from coming from a provider if you are a billing company, you may be manually checking some of these things, but again, ideally you could automate some of this if it is in an Excel format or CSV or other electronic format. So in addition to checking to find the check number or the EFT number and to see whether it was deposited and when it was deposited, you also want to check for the dollar amount. You wanna make sure that those dollar amounts are in fact the same because they are often not you may find that the dollar amount was more or less than was actually listed in the collections report. You also want to go the reverse direction, which is you want to look at every deposit into the bank account that is from a payer or depending upon how your patient payments are set up and how those are grouped together, um, looking at those and comparing those to what was posted in the collections reports, you will oftentimes find payments that are in the bank account that are not located in the collections report. And this is because you've got unposted payments. It's not uncommon to get an EFT or some type of a payment, whether it's a check from an insurance company that doesn't include enough detail to be able to allocate all of that money to the various different patients for whom you got payments. 
and therefore nothing gets posted. So you have money in a bank account and no collections posted to the account and still have those transactions out there in unpaid and unadjudicated accounts receivable. We suggest actually doing this for all time, meaning going back to the origin of the company, if possible, if it's only been a few years um, for the provider, or if that's not possible, ideally go for a longer period of time than what you want to reconcile. So if you want to reconcile 2020, go several months back into 2019 and start with that because you will find things move in and out of periods where something late in one month shows up early in the next month or even a couple months later. And it gets very confusing and very hard to manage if you're trying to start with January and you want to look at January data because you'll find things in January from the prior October and vice versa. Get the numbers for what is accounted for, meaning what matches in both. So there will be a large bucket where you find payments that are both posted and in the bank account and the exact same dollar amounts. Then there will be a bucket of them that are deposited in the bank account but not posted in the billing system. There'll be some that are posted in the billing system and not yet deposited in the bank account. And there'll be some other variations, small buckets where you might have incorrect dollar amounts going one way or the other. You'll also have a fairly significant number that are going in and out of period, meaning late in one or starting one period and going into another period or Payment was made in the month of December, but it wasn't posted until March. You need to maintain a running ledger effectively with balances of what has been posted correctly and what is running in those particular ledger accounts. Call it posted but not paid or paid but not posted or whatever you want to label them. And effectively, every month you need to run and have credits and debits to each column for what has now been caught up in that particular period, that month, um, that was outstanding from a prior month. And that, unfortunately, doesn't end over time. That is simply an ongoing thing that will never be resolved, that you'll always maintain those buckets, and you'll be using that ongoing. But the purpose of doing all this is twofold. One is you want to make sure that the tallies in any one of those individual buckets isn't growing significantly. Or, of course, if the company is growing, if the provider is growing, then not growing faster than the volume of charges growth. But the other thing is that the purpose of having these buckets and doing this reconciliation is to identify either payments or collections posted or particular transactions where there's some problem that needs to be resolved. And having that list to be able to give to billers or a billing department or a billing company, whatever that might be, to say, hey, go solve these problems is really important in order to maximize your reimbursement and revenue um, while avoiding having accounting problems or potentially even paying taxes uh, on money that you didn't receive.